Hey guys, welcome back to DeFi Trader. My name is David. And today we're gonna to look at the big news coming out of the markets from, you know, over this weekend was very, very turbulent. But the news coming out is really good. So I wanna cover some of these good news, give, give a little bit of hopium in the market, but um, the charts are looking a lot better since the weekend. I wanna take a look at the overall market, discuss this news that's been developing as well. And looking at Doge, like we can see who is in the market right now. Definitely retail is still in here. Pirate Chain, Binance Coin, Phantom, Polkadot, PancakeSwap, all of these uh, really resonate with the retail right now. So we know that this is uh, still, um, in my opinion, I don't think this is gonna be the, the, the bear market right here. I think that this was just a, uh, really really big dump something that we really haven't seen before in these markets um and i think that we might be coming back here so the news that's been coming out it's very very positive the overall reception to it has been really good and that sentiment that shift of sentiment i'm beginning to see it in the markets not only that but the, sh the charts are look looking a lot better as well so various indicators are pointing to me or signaling to me that this market seems to be recovering at this current point in time. So this is exactly what I want to look at and just kind of like do an overview of this really good news coming out as well. Guys, if you like the channel, definitely hit that like button. It helps out. And if you like to be up to date with this news, make sure you hit the bell notification. That way you're not missing out on anything that I'm putting out here. And let's look at this, just 24 hours, we're up almost 30% today for Doge. Uh, biggest losers today, really, it's USDC. We all know what that means. If USDC is being sold off, we know that that's gonna be going into crypto. So this is looking really good. Everything over here is uh, looking like it's a stable coin. So the markets are indicating to me a good, you know, a good reversal from where we were at just a couple of days ago. Uh, helium, biggest gainers past hour, Helium, Neo, Solana, really a mixed bag right now as far as the biggest gainers here. Um, I'm curious, so looking at the categories, um, what are the different categories doing? Which is the biggest gainer in this category? Seems to be Perpetuals. Perpetuals has really taken off recently and uh, i think it's a much better option than uh with with than future sometimes in crypto at least um these meme coins again they look to be taken off once again here centralized tokens has done very well due to the coinbase listing binance coin a lot of people don't understand that binance coin has a lot of similarities to coinbase and it is a token so that's another good thing because you're using that token for the binance smart chain so it's part of that whole ecosystem there so i think binance coin did very very good today relative to the other big uh top 10 here so this did very good. Uh, the only other one that really beat it here was Dogecoin. And top 10, the one behind that is Polkadot. So 
definitely a lot of strength still within the Binance Smart Chain ecosystem. I know a lot of people were scared out of it due to all of the hacks and it was because of all these flash loans going on in the ecosystem. Bunny was one of the biggest ones to get hacked. Um, let me bring up this leaderboard really quickly because this thing shows you a list of all of the biggest hacks that went on and the biggest one so far is EasyFi. I believe this is on buying a smart chain if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not. Uh, this one's from Uranium Finance. This is buying a smart chain. Pancake Bunny. You know, there's millions and millions being lost on Binance here, especially. But it doesn't exclude Ethereum. But recently, the attention has been on Binance Smart Chain. I think that's spooked a lot of people from using uh, the DeFi platforms on there. Um, let's look at the technicals, though, for Bitcoin. It's making a really good picture here. Um, I was saying that we wanted to make this last trend uh, this last channel big channel here form that formed here we wanted to make it into a form of support create that resistance that last resistance into support and it was beginning to form another channel here um, you can see it over here it formed channel and i said it was hopefully going to be going up like this if we were just continually to receive positive news i think the momentum would be slightly upward or sideways at least make this level here of 34 yeah about 3400 here a floor which we've seen to do we've created this last channel the resistance of it and we've crossed over it making it into support at this time so that's really really good to see this is the four hour time frame here um, the, the one day time frame was really critical though so we are beginning to see you know bullish momentum even in the one day chart here which is really really good to see um so this is what i'm expecting it to do if we maintain this bullishness in the market especially the sentiment and the media coverage coming out surrounding crypto the momentum that we could be following would be this channel here i would assume um, worst case scenario we break out of this channel and we retest this bottom here of 34,000 best case scenario we break over this channel and test this resistance at about 44,000 so that's just very short-term um, kind of price targets that I'm looking at and really the sentiment and any kind of big whales moving this market is what's going to end up eventually if you know when it comes down to it that's what really matters uh guys if you like to follow me also on twitter giving out some good information more um frequently than i'm able to live stream so if you like to check me out and i just mentioned all these hacks going on on binance smart chain and probably the, the thing that we need to be more aware of in yield farming is like the safety of our funds and that's very very hard to do 
But DeFi Yield put out a great app. They've been developing this for quite a while already. And they just made an announcement. This is the first archive. It's like the first database of audits for all these protocols. So they're taking a big step forward to really kind of standardizing this space as far as audits and security with these DeFi platforms. So I'm really, really excited to see this. Uh, this is kind of the, I believe this is still in alpha, I'm not really sure. Um, but last, when I was using it, it was still in alpha. So this is a great way to see all the different audits for all the different platforms on all the various chains out there. So right now they have Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain. They are going to be releasing these other chains though in the future. Binance Smart Chain though, uh, we can see that there's tons of audits done and the ones that I usually think are the most credible are probably from these over here. Uh, Surix has some issues. I've seen a lot of issues with, with that. So if you just want to like kind of narrow down who you find credible in this space, um, then this is something really, really good to use. So if you want to leave like the most credible auditors on there, you can see that with this app. So I've done that. I've used the filter there. Um, so we can like do each one, just do the DeFi yield apps or the quant stamps, do a mix of them. So you can see all the various types. It's really cool how it filters it out like that. Um, so this is like the really, really big news coming out from these major companies really embracing crypto. So beginning August 3rd, advertisers are off, advertisers can offer cryptocurrency exchanges and wallets targeting the US and that's big. I think that this is really opening up the, or removing these barriers from a lot of crypto and um, these types of services and products being offered that really removes a barrier for them to compete. So that's great. Also, Apple did the same thing with their Apple Pay. So now you have a good on-ramp, off-ramp for your crypto. And that's being facilitated with these big, big names uh, everybody knows Apple, everybody knows Google. So that's great to see these big names embracing crypto here. Also, I, I think this guy really gets it. This guy's an OG within Bitcoin. This is Da Vinci and he's got uh, a YouTube, a, a podcast. He's been in this space for quite a while. And this really kind of like, you know, resonated with me. He says, I believe Binance coin will be bigger than Apple or Amazon because it's a stock, a crypto, and a blockchain. So I think he like actually really understands the fundamentals behind what the BNB token actually is. Uh, so this is really, really big news here regarding Ethereum moving forward. This is totally going to change the monetary properties of Ethereum. A lot of people are talking about Ethereum and the changes coming forward. And I think this is one of the biggest ones right around the corner here that I, I don't really think a lot of people understand the implications of. So what is this? It's the Ethereum London hard fork. And pretty much the hard fork is going to do a uh, introduce a logic bomb and it's going to 
make the transaction fees more competitive. Um, so miners, they're going to be receiving a incentive. So it's a lot easier to be able to place your bids whenever you do a transaction. Um, nowadays, whenever we go to do a transaction on Ethereum, I'm always having to bring up this website, gasnow.org. And what this is, it's a auction. It's a bidding auction that's going on. And whenever you submit a transaction, you have to outcompete your bid with anybody else, you know, ahead of you. So you're constantly having to rebid and up your bid. And what this does, the EIP 1559 does, is that it introduces a new uh, mechanic. It introduces like a new incentive mechanism where this phenomenon that happens where you're always trying to outcompete, uh, this scenario no longer is there, right? So that's a great, um, benefit to the ease of use like the user interface is going to get a lot simpler in my opinion because we're getting rid of this auctioning and bidding system whenever we have to do a transaction this is really as far as like a user experience this is a horrible user experience so now with this introduced going forward with this with this hard fork um i'm hoping the user experience is really improved because of it and i think it will Um, so I'm just going to read this out here because the thing is, it just makes it pretty clear from what it says here. The Ethereum London hard fork is an updated changing is an update changing the blockchain's transaction fee model and difficulty time bomb. The Ethereum network will set transaction fees with a base fee for each block rather than bidding on gas prices. To coincide with the planned release of Ethereum 2.0, developers are also delaying an intentionally built-in event known as the difficulty time bomb. This will encourage miners to switch from proof of work to proof of stake. So that's really, really big going forward. Um, another thing I'm bringing up here is a really cool tool I saw. This is a soft or a scan nft.io if you paste your address here click the scan now button, you can see all the NFTs that are in your wallet. So I figured that was a really neat little tool I came across. Uh, another great article that I read, this is published from Nansen, and this shows you the uh, kind of the breakdown of what goes on with yield farmers and the yield farm. It shows you their behavior, the ways that the liquidity and money moves about with this yield farm when people get in, when they take profits. I thought that this was super interesting and what they said here, just let me break this down, this little section here um, to give you some percentages. So they're saying a whopping 42% of yield farmers that enter a farm on the first day it launches exit within 24 hours. Around 16% leave within 48 hours and a third day 75 or 70 percent of these users would have withdrawn from the contract completely what's interesting though is that 13 percent of the farmers stay forever they're still in in these contracts um so just really interesting uh breakdown of what happens with each of these farms and the yield farmers in them 
Um, this is um, some really interesting news here. It says cryptocurrency ban unworkable and unwise. So this is relating to What is this relating to? Oh, yeah, this was relating to a bill that was proposed to ban cryptocurrency um, to fight ransomware that was leveraging the technology of receiving payments using cryptocurrency. And this is just a really short-sighted proposal. And it really outlays why it really would be unworkable and unwise. So I'm really glad that this is getting in a piece an opinionated piece where people are really voicing the, you know, just the ignorance behind these proposals being created. Um, a lot of these bills being introduced into legislation, the ones that create them have little, literally very little understanding of how these blockchains work and how this technology, the systems work. And they make these things without understanding that and they, they really don't get that these things are pretty much unenforceable. They could say they want to ban something, but it's literally impossible to ban. So um, really great to see opinions like this coming out from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this is really interesting as well, the value on-chain identity. We're gonna be seeing going forward identity being used on-chain, but we're gonna have smart contracts um, within this whole system here. So there's a really interesting system being put out here. This is introduced from Arc Sapphire 3, version 3. So this is a DeFi passport that gives you an on-chain identity. And there's gonna be different protocols going forward leveraging an on-chain identity because identity is really critical for reputation. Without an identity of some type, you can never build any form of reputation. That's why like Anon developers get so much bad rap. They get a bad rap because that reputation is disposable. And that's one thing that is really bad about these anonymous developers. So one thing that maybe could be used in the future is a ability to be anonymous, but also have a reputation tied with it. So something like this would be really beneficial to anonymous or developers wanting to stay anonymous but also want to uh you know have some type of reputation that stays with them as well i'm not really sure if this is an, a good application for it but just kind of randomly popped in my head there uh, but there's another protocol and and dragonfly has backed scalar and they are a startup to create a credit score with within DeFi, and they're leveraging this technology, the ArcX Sapphire v V3 DeFi Passport. Um, going on to some other things, I'm really have been paid, paying notice to these gasless decentralized exchanges. Like this one is MistX, this one is CowSwap, and they're using technologies um, surrounding MEV to make these exchanges gasless from what they're saying. They say it's gasless. Also, they're preventing your transactions from getting front run. On Ethereum, there's a really, really big issue whenever you do a swap, um, getting your transaction sandwiched and 
you know, front run. That way you're paying way more to execute your trade. So these are really helpful to being able to pay less on your transaction over the long term. I, I do know though that this one does use more gas versus Uniswap, uh, but I think this one does is pretty competitive to Uniswap. But it also does prevent the front running, which is really bad for trading on DeFi. So they are using Gnosis um, protocol in some way. And Paradigm wrote a great article. This is from Hasu. He just wrote it yesterday. And they covered on their podcast, Uncommon Core, a couple days ago about gasless exchanges. And one of them is Mist X, like I just showed you here. And the other one is Cow Swap. And he explains, you know, the drawbacks, the pros, the cons to both of both of these here. He did a great job explaining it. I'd highly recommend the Paradigm blog to anybody who's interested. Thanks everybody for tuning in today. Hey, what's up? Light in the dark. Good afternoon, guys. Uh, Jika here. Hey, man. Often watch you first time. Caught you live. Nice, man. Appreciate you tuning in today. Think, make decisions. Hello, everybody. Global photographer. What's up? Uh, Ruben. I think this is a great accumulation phase. Uh, the price was very healthy. Flush out the leverage. So that's a good statement you said, uh, Ruben. I would definitely agree with you. There was a lot of leverage, a lot of new entrants, not understanding what they bought. Very, very, you know, paper hands, in my opinion. A lot of paper hands entered the market. And a lot of people got greedy, too. A lot of people that, had, that know what they're doing probably got greedy. And it was a whale's opportunity. Um, these are whale's games at times. And you, you had to understand that. Like, I saw the weakness... I didn't want to really accept it at first, but, you know, deleveraging, de-risking the positions was the best decision I could have made. I, I wish I did it sooner. I did more of it. it of course, that's what everybody says, I think. But um, when I did it, it was still a, a good time and place. And that's what's important. Take the time, or not take the time, but really being in the moment and realize what is going on. Don't fight your own bias. You don't know how bad I want it to keep going up after 64,000. I didn't want to see that go down to 50,000 and bounce around there for a little, little bit, then dump massively. Um, that's not what I wanted to see, but you have to fight against your own biases there and continue to, you know, see the market for what it is. Um, during those weaknesses, it was really a good time to deleverage, de-risk in your positions. I never exited Bitcoin just because I'd never do that. I, I always use that as collateral. But the other altcoins, of course, by the time Bitcoin, Bit, Bit Boy Crypto told you guys, you know, he sold, that was literally like the bottom. <laughs> so that was the best time to buy, honestly, from what it looked like. Going forward, if you bought the bottom there, you're up about 100% on most of these coins right now. So that was the worst time to be selling. Um, he probably misled a lot of people right there. really feel bad. Um, guys, let's see what you guys are up to. If you have any questions, anything you want to bring up in the chat, I'm uh, 
looking at it. So let's get talking. Uh, Gorge is saying here, I'm nervous to get into new yield forms anymore. Have you looked at Pirate Dice that starts tomorrow on Polygon? It's listed on VFAT. No, I haven't. I'm very reluctant right now to get into any yield farms. Um, I'll probably be getting to some new ones. So I'm really would like to get more onto um, other ecosystems besides Binance Smart Chain. There's so much going on right now. It's really a matter of what do you want to pay attention to. So right now I've got some things on my mind, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet just because you know, we're still not out of the woods yet, in my opinion. But if you're curious and you're interested in projects, this is definitely a time to be really paying attention to them to get those good entries. Um, yeah, that's a good question too. Um, Light in the Dark says here, I'm excited for the Vlad A-Life airdrop I wonder how many I'll get for holding two basic and two epic NFTs. Hopefully a lot. <laughs> but I think we'll do pretty good off the... Vlad is really a long-term hold for me. I think that I'm going to be holding that for a while. It's like that meme token that I should have ha had in, that, in the beginning. So there's a lot of regret going on within crypto <laughs> at times. But sometimes you have to just... I really like the team. They're a great team. They have a vision, they have a plan, and they're executing on it. That's the most important thing that I see. So I'm definitely gonna be holding on to the onto the Vlad tokens. Probably hold on to A Life. I sold all my life tokens. Um, I did purchase that really expensive NFT at the end. And I sold any remainder of life that I had though. Yeah, you made a good call on that. Uh, Ruben says that he started to de-risk on the mega pump in April. That was your warning, warning sign. And that was probably a good, good point. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Benny. Uh, Ryan Howley over here saying, hey, uh, my man, been a while since I caught you live. Thanks, man. I'm trying to do these every Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know that's um, 6 p.m. UTC. So if you know what UTC time, I'm 6 p.m. UTC, Monday through Friday, doing live streams on this. Yeah, I follow BitBoy Crypto too. Uh, so Ruben over here saying, Jermaine, uh, follow BitBoy Crypto and you'll get wrecked. Um, I follow him, but it's mainly to keep up with what everybody else is kind of paying attention to because he has a lot of attention. So if he's able to influence the attention that he has, I want to see what influence that might have on the market, right? So it's really critical that I even watch BitBoy Crypto for that matter. So. I watch him, um, not every day, but I catch his 
whatever he's uh, shilling most of the time, I, I see what it is, and then I'll see, you know, what what's actually going to be happening because of that. But he really kind of sold the bottom. If I bring up his his channel, um, so he had a video when he sold the bottom. I wonder if he got rid of it. He said he sold, I sold all my alts or something. Oh, here it is. So he sold two million alts. Who knows when he got back into this? Uh, this was in May 29th here. So May 29th was pretty much the bottom right here that's when everything started to you know bottom out for the most part and if we look at the DPI and ETH at that point in time that was the 29th here yeah literally this was like that probably wasn't the bottom but this back here was. So we're pretty much right in between from where we were. So back then was, you know, not exactly the bottom, but from where we're at right now, it, it's not too much higher either. So maybe that was a good call on his part. I guess we'll find out going forward. Let's see what uh, Uni is doing. Yeah, so it kind of had a nice V over here, nice momentum. So it's looking pretty bullish at this point in time, honestly. I'm like I'm liking what I'm seeing on Uni versus Bitcoin here. And we're still looking like we're in the uptrend here. So yeah, the 29th was, it seemed like it was the local bottom, but who knows yet? We, we still got to give it some more time. But I was not selling there, <laughs> that's for sure. So definitely be careful with, you know, even when I say something, do your own research. You got to do your own research and see if it makes sense for you. Don't go following anybody blindly. 
Big Boy Crypto is good. He's got good videos, but he also has bad videos if you're to follow them. If you want just basic information, he's got some good videos here that I've seen. Some other ones are just a waste of time as well. So you have a really big mixed bag here. Um, let me show you. Wish I had like a all my subscribers who I subscribe to here. But I think people, if they want to know about Bitcoin, the first pe person they should subscribe to is probably Andreas Antonopoulos. He's a expert with Bitcoin. Yeah, Phantom is great. I'm looking into Phantom as well. Uh, plenty of new activity there. So every single one of these new chains is going to be a, a really big opportunity in the beginning. Just how we saw with Ethereum, like DeFi Summer was a great opportunity for people just getting into crypto. Okay, yeah, so let me talk a little about Pancake Bunny. I see here that uh, Jika says, I saw you were bearish on Bunny last video. I'm still in because I had a big position before the exploit. Do you see much sense in participating in lottery there? So as far as uh, the gambling lottery, I'm not really a big, I don't, I don't gamble. Um, so I, I don't know like really too much about it. No lost jackpot for bunny lovers. The bunny profits grow over time, set a period of time based on the total stake, and distributes these profits to one of the pot participants. Yeah, I guess so. If it's a no loss lottery, it's a, maybe a good place to put some bunny. But the thing is, though, is that your bunny's just there, not doing anything. And if you don't win, it's just losing value for the most part. So that's really cool i think but in the long term is this an opportunity cost to your capital that's the main thing I'm, that i'll be thinking about is this a opportunity cost with the capital that you have there so i can't really answer that for you um for me i i'm glad i got out of bunny when i did and it's really bad just seeing this so low when Bunny was trading at like $400 and now it's at $28. So just really disappointed in seeing stuff like that. I wanted a hold. I wanted a hold, but it just didn't make any more sense. So I sold. Yeah, that's a good um, good question here. Um, so AZ99 has, if I can go over how to get rid of farms, because it's very dangerous. Whenever you go into a yield farm, you wanna make sure that you remove your approvals. You always have to have your approvals set and you have to authorize certain farms, right? So 
I think it's super important that you understand how to do this. This is the best tool that I use. This is defiyield.info. I think they also have it at defiyield.app as well. It's the same It's the same people or the same website. Um, so this is for contracts. Okay, so they don't have it on this one yet. So you'll just have to go to the original website, defiyield.info, click on the menu over here, click on approved contracts, and then you can see all the contracts that you have approved. Now, you're gonna have to go through the contracts one by one and kind of just analyze them and see if you want it approved or not. It's kind of tedious, I'm not gonna lie. What I do is I usually look for the assets that I don't want a contract to spend. So that's usually like my, you know, Ethereum, Binance coin, uh, my stable coins, things like that, where I'm, I don't want any other contract to spend it. Those I'll look through it. I'll do like control F and just do BUSD. And then I'll find all the contracts that I don't recognize and I'll, I'll remove them. And that's pretty much it. It's pretty simple to do. Hopefully that, that answered, um, that made some sense. Yeah, definitely. Alpaca has been a great hold for me. I got into Alpaca super, super early. Just been yield farming ever since. Um, I'm still yield farming it. I got into the Alpaca pools. Um, I'm just compounding it really. So I just keep compounding my alpaca tokens. They got a, a ton of opportunities depending on where you want to get involved. Like if you have any other tokens, you can stake them here. Um, there's various ways that you can earn the alpaca token, which I like. And the price is, has been good depending how you go about acquiring it. I know if you bought it at like $9 at the very top, you lost a lot of value there. But if you got into different yield farming strategies, this $1 is a really good price right now for you. Yeah, Jika, I've been looking at sushi and it just gets better and better. Like I don't know how Uniswap can even compete now uh, besides their V3. Their V3 is their only edge in the DEX ecosystem. Besides, I think that Sushi has a much better uh, long-term strategy. I really like the, the way that the Sushi project has really developed ever since the beginning. With Chef Nomi, that at the start of it was a disaster, but it's really came ahead ever since then and has done a phenomenal job. I'm super bullish on sushi. I think it's super undervalued still. Anything under $20 is probably a steal on sushi. Yeah, so sushi's well supported on a lot of the chains. That's what I think is gonna be um, a big 
it's going to be a big differentiator between Sushi and Uniswap because Uniswap is solely focused on Ethereum. And to do a trade on, on Uniswap is ridiculous. You got to pay so much in fees. But if you can use Sushi anywhere you go on any single chain you go on to, I think that they're going to have a, a really big competitive edge, especially if they go into this area of cross-chain liquidity uh, aggregation and market making, really having their own chain like Ruin has. Uh, Thor chain is literally what Sushi chain could be. Sushi chain could be Thor chain going forward. It's just really interesting to see like that develop in that direction. Like who would have known from the beginning, like when Sushi first started that it would turn into this. So I'm super bullish. Uh, buy swap, I heard of it, but I had some issues I think with the uh, contracts. So I didn't, I didn't get into it myself. And what is this? Yeah, I heard they had like cheaper swapping fees, but the thing with this is that the the code, right? I think there was like a lot of changes to the base code, which made me a little bit reluctant to get into the farms. Because uh, it's not your basic, like just your Master Chef clone. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, project, but the risks the risk for me was just not there, especially getting into something like this with Ethereum, like the risk wasn't there for me. All right, thanks guys for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that like button, it really helps out the channel. And hopefully I'll see you guys tomorrow around the same time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time in sunny Colorado. And also, um, check out the public telegram that I have available, um, my Twitter page, great community, great conversations that we have here. So if anybody's interested in joining, um, all links are down below in the description. I have a link tree link with all of them if you want to check that out. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me, I have my uh, direct contact here. You can send me a message over here. You can also schedule a free 10-minute phone call with me if you have any uh, questions. You'd like to join the private Discord or have any questions answered for you, give me a call. Uh, there's also a free three-day trial here on my private Discord. And that's it, guys. Thank you all for tuning in today. Hopefully everybody's having a awesome day, making gains today. The market's up 6.9% overall market cap, which is amazing to see. 
the price target for Alpaca would be something similar to Alpha. So if we're looking at Alpha's market cap, it's ranking 191 right now. The market cap fully diluted is 856 million. Uh, market cap is 244 million. So let's see what Alpaca is at sitting right now. Um, so a lot lower, 89 million. So I believe that we could reach a few multiples from, from this $1 point here. I just see a better product market fit with Alpaca versus uh, Alpha. Alright guys, thank you again, and I'll see you guys next time. Take care of each other, be safe out there. Uh, I'm not in Miami, 